All right, so what I want to do today to start our talk, um, what I want to do today to start our talk is to kind of show you what I was talking about before when, um, uh, or the last few weeks, um, when I talk about looking at different articles, um, what I'm generally doing is I'm picking up my phone every single day. And I just did this uh, a half hour ago. And I, if you have an iPhone, you take your phone and you slide it to the right. And then you'll see you get the weather and this kind of stuff. But you also get news. I don't know how it works on like galaxies and whatever. But uh, here's what you, you do with this is you, you find the articles that are the cool stories about kids. I, I could care less about Trump and this and that and whatever. Don't even read those things. I just scroll right through them. But I find articles that are about kids, and that's when I start looking at it. Um, is your volume low? I don't know. Um, hold on. Let me see. Thank you for asking, Taylor. Let me see. iPods are connected. Hmm. Um, huh. Is that any better? Is that better, Taylor? Is that uh, not working? Well, anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, I... Okay, okay, yeah, I just I took it out of my ear and put it back in, so maybe that worked. Anyway, thank you for telling me that, though, Taylor. I appreciate it. Um, so... Here's a study I found. Uh, I found four or five studies I want to show you. Um, here's a study I found recently about um, mindfulness. And uh, with mindfulness exercises, what I think is important to, to talk about with mindfulness is, um, you know, it talks about mindfulness exercises <clears throat> effectively reduce symptoms in boys with ADHD. <clears throat> I think that is a super important thing to talk about th that, uh, you know, like this last... Uh, week uh, in one of my classes, uh, actually last week we, you were talking about um, neurodiversity, right? So what, help, what helps these kids with ADHD, with ODD, which is oppositional defiance disorder? Um, and one of those things that helps is, is mindfulness. So it talks here um, that they can do stress reduction modules like mindful eating exercises, um, mindfulness meditation, all these kind of things. Like I don't know about you guys, but I've been meditating for years. Um, I uh, first started, uh, I didn't even hear about meditation until I was in, uh, I graduated from chiropractic school and I um, started like going to DE and the, Dr. Sid talked a lot about uh, meditation and then I, I found uh, about, uh, about transcendental meditation so my wife and I took that class and then over the years, uh, now I do what they call passage meditation which is um, I take a passage and I memorize it and then I repeat that passage to myself. So as an example, I've been doing uh, the uh, Saint Prayer of St. Francis, you know, Lord, make me an instrument of peace, um, that, that prayer. Um, so I've been saying that prayer to myself every morning. And I find that that, that is very effective at, at calming my breathing down, etc. And it's also effective for kids with uh, ADHD, ODD, probably with autism, you know, higher functioning autism too. So that's the first thing I want to talk to you guys about. This is, thank you, Holly. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, so, so it, Holly, if, if you like passages, Find a great passage that really inspires you, like St. Francis, that's just an amazing passage. Um, everybody, you know, the Lord's Prayer, whatever, you know, you want to do, that if you're, you know, different 
you know, religions and cultures have their own kind of special things. And it could be anything. Just as, as long as I think it's got to be something kind of spiritual, you know, and uplifting. Um, but if you, I, I just close my eyes and I, I kind of repeat the prayer to me a number of times and it really calms me down. And I think you'll find that is effective um, uh, with a, a lot of different things. Um, uh, the next thing is this, and I think this is such an important uh, uh, thing to talk about, is digitally nutritious. I love that term. Is the content you're watching digitally nutritious? Um, you, thank you, Holly. Yeah, try that. Um, and if you, have, if you find a really great passage, let me know. Um, so digitally nutritious means, uh, what is it doing for you? Um, is, is the content you're watching, um, is it either uplifting or plummeting your mental status, your mental well-being? Is it uplifting or plummeting, right? So I think that's a brilliant uh, thought process uh, there. And um, you know what this is talking about is video game playing is up 75% and content streaming is up 85% since March. That's crazy, right? But how many people are just blindly watching whatever's next and whatever, you know, whatever they're just watching, like if you get Netflix, like probably everybody else in the universe has now, you have the top 10. I'm just watching the top 10, who cares? I'm binge watching on some shows, you know, you go on Grey's Anatomy and watch the entire 15 seasons or something. Um, that, you know, Make sure you're choosing something that, that is feeding you, right? That's giving you something, right? So my wife and I, we have uh, really been um, kind of tailoring what we're watching. Uh, and if it's a negative, something, a negative slant, or it's, it's not going to be uplifting, we're just not interested, you know? So uh, what we're doing is we're, we're trying to focus on uplifting things. And we're not just watching um, shows in English. We're watching a lot of shows made in other countries. Um, and seeing if uh, you know, some, cause some of these other countries have some really great messages to put on with a different twist than a typical American, you know, or European kind of movie, uh, you know, British kind of movie. So I, I recommend you kind of look into that. I think that might be um, that might be something important, especially if you have kids, right? Uh, uh, kids are just on their mom's cell phones. And just the parents are just saying, here, just watch this. That's really you know, don't just throw them at something and some dumb kids show. Make it a show that really has some meaning. Make it, a, is there, sh- there are shows out there that, you know, they just have to watch whatever this junky thing is on next or whatever, yeah, the first thing you find on YouTube. Really be selective, right? I have a lot of patients who um, are being so selective with their kids, which what we did too with our son, is we actually had um, uh, a- an app on our, on our phones and our computers that, number one, stopped the amount of video uh, after a certain amount of time that only allowed certain videos. There's so no R-rated or worse uh, videos that were allowed. Uh, didn't allow anything with any sort of, um, of violence, etc. We were really very uh, careful about the kind of stuff. Uh, so there are apps you can get on your phones and, f- and for your computers um, and iPads and stuff to help you with that. And this is the thing I mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago, but just a great, great news. Carbon dioxide emissions have dropped 17% during the pandemic. And I was just looking at The Economist. I didn't have a chance to put it up here. The Economist is one of my favorite magazines. You want a great magazine to read, The Economist. Um, really, it's good good perspective, very even perspective, uh, not um, one way or the other. So The Economist uh, today was talking about seize the day, right? What can we do to reduce carbon emissions and keep them reduced, right? Because we, should we just all go back to driving? Do we have to all drive like a million miles all over the place every single day? right? If, if you can stay home, can you stay home, right? If you can do this now from home, can you just do it permanently, you know, or semi-permanently? If, 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 do you have to fly internationally to get whatever job done or even fly 
you know, nationally to get your, or can you do it from home? It's obviously some things can't be done, you know, uh, un, unless you fly, which I definitely, you know, get. Um, but so much can, and it's really made a giant difference in carbon uh, dioxide emissions. Um, there are some countries in Europe that are talking about uh, significantly reducing their dependence on foreign oil. And I think it's great. I think it's really, really great. Um, because what we want to see is we want to see more and more people really take this to, to heart so that we had the right now this um, this article is talking about how there's a rare opportunity to, to watch what normal life was and then what life is during COVID and then what life is afterwards. And we're going to be able to see this that we never that we'd never be able to see this before. Right. So that's a really cool kind of thing that we, we have this opportunity to, to look at right now is to say what what have we done and where could we is there a happy medium that we can find. Right. I think that's an important thing for uh, for us to, to think about. Um, this is another big article that came out recently, which I thought was important. How the loss of the Asperger syndrome has lasting repercussions. So um, I think this is really an important point. You know, Asperger's used to be what is now known as high functioning autism. Um, but high functioning autism, like the word autism has a bit of a stigma. It shouldn't, like we talked about last week, right? Neurodiversity, excuse me, neurodiversity. But let's be honest, it does. Um, but Asperger's, they used to call themselves, as a group, excuse me, they used to call themselves Aspies. And I think that's important because uh, Aspies used to be considered more of the, um, how would you put it, you, you, more of the like the people who are much more, uh, maybe just socially not as capable as other people, uh, but they were still, you know, um, you know, very, very smart, usually super intelligent uh, people. They just weren't the most social uh, people in the world. And they had sort of a group, like a group identity of being an Aspie. Um, and that, I honestly think that, that that should change. I think they should change back. Um, and I get uh, the, the reason they put high functioning autism is because Asperger's wasn't getting certain criteria met uh, for school and having them as high functioning autism, they were allowing them to get more services. But I, I think they could change uh, this and, and create an Aspie uh, diagnosis as well. Uh, and then this is a, a sad but true uh, note here. Um, nearly one in five kids in the U.S. are obese. And there's no coincidence that they're showing Coca-Cola products because I'm not sure if you're aware of this. What are the number one and number two countries of obesity in the world? Number one is Mexico and number two is U U.S. And who are the number one and number two consumers of Coca-Cola products? Mexico and the U.S. So uh, there's no surprise there. Not to blame Coca-Cola products for the obesity epidemic. But it's sort of pathognomonic that it goes hand in hand. When you're drinking a lot of sweetened beverages, you're going to have a lot of obesity. Um, and, uh, so, and I've been studying this for, for a number of years. Uh, and this is a really big thing. You know, so one in five kids in the U.S. are obese. 19.3% um, uh, of kids are obese now versus 18.5% uh, a couple of years ago. That's a significant issue. 6% of kids are severely obese. Why is this a problem? Because with the coronavirus, that is actually affecting these children, right? Who, who are the weak, more weaker children are the ones who have um, pre-existing health conditions, obesity being one of them. Obesity, because it leads to diabetes, it leads to heart disease, it leads to um, other hormonal issues. So all these things are kind of together. So it really, to me, is playing a, this uh, COVID-19 is showing uh, how we as a country need to take care of ourselves and our kids better. 
Um, so we have less pre-existing conditions. So God forbid another crisis like this ever happens. If we have less pre-existing conditions, our kids and our adults will be able to uh, kind of handle this thing uh, better. And the last uh, thing I want to talk about is this. Um, this just came out recently. Uh, Ready or not, two drugs for autism edge closer to clinic. They're actually doing clinical trials right now on two drugs um, that are related to the, uh, uh, the uh, neurotransmitter va vasopressin. So uh, vasopressin, uh-oh. So vasopressin is a uh, neurotransmitter um, that is uh, supposedly the social uh, engagement neurotransmitter, uh, 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 similar to oxytocin. So what they're finding is uh, if they can increase vasopressin um, in the same manner that uh, Prozac, when you take it, is a, is a, ser a serotonin reuptake inhibitor and Ritalin, uh, and other drugs like that are a um, dopamine reuptake inhibitor. Um, so the whole point is, and if you can have a vasopressin uptake re-inhibitor, re uh, you actually can uh, create more of a social uh, person. So they're actually trying this out. So there'll be two drugs. There's a, a tablet coming out and a nasal spray coming out. They've been trying to come up with drugs for autism for years, um, and they're finally coming out with them. So uh, just uh, I'm telling you this because you guys are graduating soon. You're going to see this when you guys are out there in practice next year or two. You'll see this. Um, you know these kids are, who are coming into your practice on who are, have autism and they're on these drugs, these vasopressin uh, reuptake inhibiting drugs. So just want to share with these uh, these things with you. I think this is important for you to constantly uh, find this research out because you don't want to be surprised, right? You don't want someone to say. Hey, you know, my kid's taking such and such a drug and you're like, uh, you don't want to, it's much better if you, yeah, I heard about that. It's a vasopressin reuptake inhibitor. Um, and this way you kind of know what's going on. Um, of course, you know, right now they're saying neither have serious side effects, but they just started the study. Um, so fascinating. But I want you guys to understand, you know, research is important and you don't have to dive into every single journal and spend hours a day. You just go on your phone and flip through your phone uh, news and find the, uh, the things that talk about uh, kids and then read those articles and that's where you're going to find uh, this kind of stuff. So I just wanted to share that with you first.